Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Geek Pack once again, everybody. My name is Peter, and that's... Jared. Thanks for coming, and today we're going to be talking all things Rogue One spoiler-related. We're just going to go straight into a discussion. But first, we're going to start out with Easter eggs and references that were all throughout the movie. Jared's going to take the lead on this one because he knows a lot more about that stuff. Jared, what do you have for us? All right, so just one last time, spoilers for everybody. It should be at the bottom of uh, the screen right now, Um, but... I kind of broke it down from what I remembered and then what I've, like, read online and stuff that um, I have also, like, acquired. I've just compiled a giant list. And so going from the shows of Star Wars Rebels and the Clone Wars, um, the Hammerhead Corvette, um, which is debuted in Rebels, uh, Princess Leia uh, gives them to the Rebel cell of the Rebels. Um, And then obviously Saw Gerrera was from the Clone Wars. Um, he was in, I think it was like two or three story arc, um, and that was basically how uh, Captain Rex and Anakin and Ahsoka trained him to rebel against the terrorists, and then it just progresses into this. Um, and then Rebels is also bringing Saw back, and uh, Forrest Whitaker is also voicing him as well. Nice. Yeah. Did you know that Forrest Whitaker, not Forrest Whitaker, but Saw Gerrera is actually a George Lucas invention? Yeah. Like, he thought of it, like, really early on and just, like, cherry-picked it for Clone Wars when it came up. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's just a cool way to tie everything and then tie everything together. And then once again with the Ghost, or I mean um, with Rebels, you see the Ghost four times, twice on Yavin and then twice during the space battle over Scarif. The first one is when they first arrive at Yavin for the very first time you see it. Um, it has that... Um, overhead shot mm-hmm. of uh, the, the building and then all the ships around it. Bottom right-hand corner is the ghost, and then when they are getting ready to take off to go to Jeddah, it's in the top left corner. Okay. Um, and then there's just two shots of it. Um, one, when they're doing all their call signs, uh, just when everyone, when the entire fleet arrived, and then uh, somewhere amidst the battle when we're on board uh, General Radis or Admiral was it Admiral or General? Uh, Admiral. Admiral Radis's ship. You see the ghost fly by, like by his uh, viewpoint, I guess. Um, and then Chopper, uh, he was in it for a brief second when the uh, uh, rebel guy like in- intercepted the transmission that they were going to Edu or something like that. Yeah, I know. Um, you just see him for probably <clears throat> a yeah. half a second, just going by on the left side of the screen, and then. Um, the last one from the shows is when they're basically going to Scarif when they're getting ready to load up and everything. You hear General Sindula over the intercom like report to this bay or whatever. That's yeah. obviously referring to Hera, the or the uh, captain of the Ghost. Yep, and they say her name twice. Yeah, so General Sindula report to the thing. Yeah. General Sindula, so that way you know it. And then, um, as far as other films. Um, this is just my from what I saw Lyra's uh, gun that she has when she shoots Krennic in the beginning it looks a lot like a scout trooper pistol um, but I don't know about that it was just because we got the front view of it it wasn't a side view or anything and then there's the scout trooper helmet on one of Saw Gerrera's guys mm-hmm. um, and I like because it was black, black whether yeah. it that was maybe like a shadow sh- scout trooper or he painted it black it was cool to see that they really brought back the lived in world and then there's Bib Fortuna's cousin who's also one of Saw Gerrera's uh, rebels in the little in his hideout basically Uh, and then also when you first see uh, Cassian and uh, Jin like in the city of Jeddah you see a Viper probe droid in the background Um, 
the next one I really like um, is when Jin's being transported on, I think it was like Wobani or Obani or something like that. It looks something. a lot like Obi-Wan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she's being transported on a clone era turbo tank, or at least that's when we first saw them. We saw in episode three on the assault on Kashyyyk or the defense when the clones, mm -hmm. um, and then also before when uh, Obi-Wan and Mace Windu uh, fly down to somewhere on Coruscant where they're loading up everything. You see a ton of them in the background, and then during Order the Order 66 montage, you see two of them like flying like over these giant sand dunes, um, just wreaking havoc so it was cool to see that they can like like brought intentionally in, brought him in brought everything yeah. and even if it was just for a split so second looks it too because it's like got like the two parts of the actual inside and then it's got like the eight or six wheels uh, yeah something like that something i think like it's that. eight i think it is eight. yeah, yeah um they're dope rogue one really connected the 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 prequels and the original trilogy really well i guess that's what i'm just yeah. what i'm trying to say and then we also i can agree with that um, I had to look up their names because <laughs> I always referred to them as Walrus Man and, and Pigface and Pigface, yeah, yep. <laughs> or uh, Pigface and Scott from the Star Wars Family Guy. And he's like, I don't know why. This is my friend Scott. He's from Hoth. I don't know why they call it Hoth. They should call it Cold. Um, those guys are in it for a split second. Um, on Jetta, that was definitely just like fan service. There's so much fan service in this movie. Speaking Ridiculous. of fan service, C3PO and R2D2 make a one second cameo on Yavin 4. The voice of C3PO, only guy to be in all uh, eight movies. Yeah, yeah. Or you could just say C3PO has been in all eight movies. Well, yeah, but he's the only one. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. Um, and then also the uh, red and gold leader, X Wing pilots, uh, that was like stock footage that they used. Um, or not stock footage, but like extra footage from A New Hope that they like, like uh, digitized and put it into the movie. I thought that was something that further connected. You know, this, yeah. it made this movie like connected to everything else. They also had a red five, which is Luke's call sign, and he died. And red five died. That's why Luke is red five. Yeah, very cool. Um, and then obviously Bail Organa was in it for a little bit, and then he was talking to Mom Mothma, mentioning. Obi-Wan Kenobi, and then, oh, well, you're gonna have to find someone you can trust. Oh, I trust, I trust her with, with my, my life. life. Uh, Captain Antilles, I have a mission for you. Yeah. Um, what in the world could that be? Yeah, exactly. Um, and let's get into one... Let, so that's basically all the Easter eggs and references or things that, like, you know, if you're a Star Wars fan, it'll, you know, a little light will go off yeah. in your head. But let's start talking about stuff in the movie. Um... Where would you like to start, Jared? Let's start with one that's kind of at, like, the top of a lot of controversy, the CGI Tarkin and Leia. Okay, anybody that thinks that it's bad, go, just go away. That's ridiculous that anybody thinks that it even takes you out of the movie or that it's even noticeable in an extreme aspect. That was one of the, like, halfway through the movie, I was like, oh, crap, he's CGI. Like, I didn't even notice it unless you're, like, really, really looking for it. So, like, people are just nitpicking, in my opinion. Yeah, what I've been saying, because I've been watching stuff um, and everyone's complaining about it. If you're going to complain about the CGI for Tarkin and how bad it is, you might as well complain about Vader's voice. Because he sounds like he's been smoking cigarettes and just does not want to do anything. Which he has. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like that level of nitpicking, I think, is, it's being too pretentious agreed i will say though that it is a little justified with the leia shot because that was m much more obviously cg oh yeah like i mean it looked like a video game yeah because she has like a very like i know clean, her like clean face and so yeah. to emulate that it's gonna look 
Like if it's not the real thing, it's not gonna. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be tough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I understand that they didn't. She didn't have as much time or as important of a role as Tarkin, so they didn't take as much time with her. But like, still, they could have done a lot better with her. Yeah, but overall, I think it was. It was cool. I really <clears throat> liked how they used her her voice from yeah. earlier too. Yeah. Or somebody hope. was pretending to be her. Yeah. Yeah. What else you got? Um. We could also talk about that. Uh, that horror scene with Michael Myers at the end of the movie. Oh wait. It's Darth Vader. My bad. <laughs> Shut up, dude. No. Uh, that was pretty sick. I'm not gonna lie. That was one of my. That was probably my favorite part of the whole movie. That was great. Oh, it was. Fa- I I love the way Darth Vader was used. That he was in two scenes. I he I could have done without one of those scenes though. I I. I, I sorry, I could have done without one line. Oh yeah, <laughs> don't choke on your aspirations. Yeah, that director. was not necessary. That's not a Star Wars line. <laughs> but he does have like sarcastic quippiness when he's choking people. Kind of, but like not that bad, you know. It's never like that much. Like he was hardcore. Oh, punny. don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, he went, like he went for the pun over like anything. Don't get me wrong. When I heard that, I was like, oh. But at the same <laughs> time, I'm like, ah, well, I mean, that's kind of like him because he knows. Right. He, yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I love the Vader's castle that was drawn from you know the concept art from Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. How he had a like a lava castle, and it makes even more sense when Pablo Hidalgo came out and said that yeah, that's Mustafar, and the reason why they didn't use like the little like oh when you because every planet you go to it's, it's like, yeah it, right it on little, the bottom the bottom right. It told but you when you go to Mustafar, it didn't yeah. and he said the reason why is because you, you everyone would know what you're about to see if it said Mustafar on there. Okay. Um, and that makes perfect sense. I love the back to tank and just it's seeing also, him. That's the so only place exposed. that we had seen before, too, right? Yavin Four. Uh, yeah. Did they say Yavin Four yeah. though? Oh, damn it. Um, but yeah, the back to tank scene was really cool. I liked like him coming out of the back to tank and uh, the the butler guy. Yeah, that's he, like one of like the emperor's uh, like personal hands you could see yeah. like a small group of them at the beginning when he arrives on the death star in return of the jedi there's like a little like group of them yeah. yeah 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 so that whole thing was cool and then like the when he just rails everybody is great as well but i think they gave him a little too much time to be like open the door open the door that guy what do you mean too much time like it took him too long to knock out all those people all the rebels yeah I mean, it was, what it should have just been in one badass. movement? No, I'm just saying, like they they drew it out just a little bit. I I don't think so. It was I like a total so. of like 15, 20 seconds. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was still badass. He just when the guy's just like up in the, against the ceiling. And he yeah, he like punked him, and it was perfect because yeah. it was just all black. And then, like you said, uh, the lightsaber ignites, and then that's how you see him. The open fire. That's like, that's like the coolest way to like show it too. I thought they were gonna like open the doors, and he was gonna be like there. a silhouette. Yeah. But he was, like, already in the room, and, like, the ignition of the lightsaber is the only way you're able to see him. Is yeah. great. That was, like, that was, that was awesome. It's a great reveal. Yeah, I love the way that he was used because he didn't take anything away. In fact, like, when I was watching the movie, like, I forgot, like, that Darth Vader was, like, supposed to be in it. And then when I saw stuff, I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then after that scene was over, I was like, okay, that's cool. But I'm, like, with the current characters now like I didn't think about like whoa what's Vader still doing I want to know what he's doing right now it didn't yeah. take away from the rest of the movie that's why I didn't have an issue with it whatsoever um I also really like the relationship between Tarkin and Krennic yeah it's very much a it reminded me a lot of like the Hux Kylo Ren relationship oh yeah slightly yeah like butting heads but like you know same same kind of deal yeah, except it's like Tarkin's like the older. Yeah, bro- except Tarkin, Tarkin like legitimately. It's can like Krennic's the younger wants. brother, and Tarkin's yeah. the older brother. 
and yeah. Tarka's just trying to pu or is just punking him, punking him, punking him yeah. nonstop. Any other parts that stand out to you? I'll talk about one. How did you feel about the score? What was your what was your what was your feel of the music behind the movie? I think it's a lot. Well, maybe not a lot like, but I mean it. At first, there's nothing memorable about it. But after seeing it a few times, it's not a bad score. It's not, not a all, bad score, especially it is, for it being done in four weeks. Yeah. It's not a bad score whatsoever. But is it? It as, does have is, great Star Wars themes in it, though. It does, yeah. it, like there are elements that, and I'm not saying like, oh, you hear like like hints of the Imperial March or hints of like the Rebellion thing. I'm saying like, like I can think of a tune right now that is just so Star Wars to me. Um, but overall, it. For us, for a Star Wars movie, it it it, fe it fell it fell short. I I agree with that one hundred percent. You of all people know I don't notice music in movies like yeah hardly at all, and I, like I just think it's a good like background sort of thing. I don't really like go like oh my god the music was so good. I think about the movie as like you know that just being part of it. I don't really single it out except for in Star Wars. It's like the only time I ever notice it and like can really get behind the music behind it. And you walk out, you go bum bum, and like that just didn't never had that moment with this one which disappointed me a little bit and i've watched it i mean i've been three now four something like that three or four times and like still to like i still don't like the music like kind of it doesn't take me out of it but it, it's so unnoticeable that it does take me out of it see i because that's well, something that i've always and seen and that's like, sort of something out. that's sort of something that like i've been like thinking about with scores, it's like, oh, well, it, it wasn't good because we can't remember of a certain theme or anything. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, no, no, well, no. You, when you see a movie for the first time, you're not going to remember, like, the theme. You know yeah. the Force theme because we've yeah. heard it a million times. Yeah. I, I, remember, I remember, you know, the, the parts of the score, themes, or uh, pieces that I absolutely love and think that there are some, some of the best of all Star Wars music, I think, is the, it's like f four or five minutes, and it's basically as soon as Cassian says your father will be proud to the end of the movie that in my opinion is one of the most beautifully composed pieces of film score of all time and like I said like it's not bad it's good yeah. but it's just to me I just didn't remember it and that's like the, well, I, I, that's and that's just I'm not good at that stuff anyways so well, that's why. yeah and I mean like cause like the the first few times like I, I don't know it's yeah I I I've I, seen I it love four it. times now and it's just like and it's still like I it's hard for me to pick out music from it oh so you know I love listening so I mean it wasn't great but it's obviously not John Williams but I'm yeah. not gonna say that this is the worst score of all time or no, like no, no, the no, like the worst close. I mean I guess I guess it would have to it, I the way I'm rational you know thinking about it in my head I guess it would be you know on the eighth spot of Star Wars scores. Only because all the other ones are like classic Star Wars, obviously. Yeah. But I just don't think it's it's getting way too much flack than it should, in my opinion. Because there are cues and there are moments that like really stand out to me. Like whenever you're on Jedi, you hear like a like a like a didgeridoo, like whoom, and then like 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 drums in the background. Like I pick up on that. Like maybe that's not like the score, but that's music being used in the film to represent you know what the planet is or what's happening because it's you know a very like un like unrelenting and unforgiving yeah. planet with an unforgiving kind of sound. <coughs> and then also. Um, like I said, my one of my favorites, probably top ten pieces, is I, I think on the soundtrack it's it's titled uh, 
your father would be proud and it's just the 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 long strings the and then so, <laughs> i'm talking like a five-year-old right now and, yeah. and, and 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 this and that and that but you see like the uh the death star coming over the horizon and then yeah. it's just like i think it's just like the piano and it's such a crazy juxtapos- juxtaposition because the death star is something large and loud and menacing but it's being represented by a piano and I think that's just that's something so visually, and I guess from what I'm hearing, it's just so uh, intriguing to me that I loved it. And then, um, yeah, it's different than like the normal bomb. Exactly, that you would hear, like, exactly. With a lot of horns. And, and then, shit. like soon after that, you hear you know all the loud and hard brass. Dun yeah. dun dun dun. When um, the the Vader goes onto the ship yeah. and bef- and you know, open the door, like that whole thing. Yeah. And then you hear the the um the not the orchestra the, the the people the chorus in the background as he's slicing them yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. I th- I don't know like if you like it, just it's YouTube, a building moment like exactly like a mother right? exactly at that point in time. So, yeah it that is probably yet yeah, easily top ten favorite pieces of Star Wars music is that one track. I just YouTube it. I, I did it earlier today. I'm like man, this is great. <laughs> but yeah, that's my thing on the score. Not the best, but it's not bad. Okay. Another thing that's been getting a shit ton of flack lately is the character development, which I don't necessarily agree with, but do you? Could they have done... Okay, well, for who? For everyone? Everyone. Just in general. In general, keep people are... Everybody keeps saying that like there weren't any characters in it. That it was just kind of like you know one note trick ponies that just went through the whole movie and didn't have an arc. There, there was definitely character... So, obviously there is good character development with Cassie and K2 and Jin, and there was some... For, I mean, even, I'd say, like, going from, like, most to least, I think it would be Jin, Cassian, K2, Bodhi, Chirrut, and, uh, Baze. Mm-hmm. In that order. Um, but it's, sh- the, the other four, Bodhi, Baze, Chirrut, wait, oh, no, just those three. Yeah. Just the three. They should have had more. They had some, but I think they should have had more, but it was hard Given See, I what this movie is, I really liked Bodhi's character arc. I think he had a great one because he went from just kind of like following what yeah. people wanted him to do, and then being kind of like the scared, bumbling person, and then, and after then the, rising up after and the doing the it. Pukul, it, After that thing, he was like you know mush, and then even after that, he was still kind of a wuss. It took him forever to think of like a call sign or whatever, which. Not a fan of how they dropped I, that number. I will go into that because maybe it's just me trying to justify everything, but I, I actually, I you like, like it? I, I, I like it. But we'll go into that in a minute. Okay, yeah, we can go that in a second because there's a Rogue Two that I want to talk about too. <laughs> what a New Hope? No, Rogue Two is uh, the call sign of oh god, is his name Jax? The guy in the snowspeeder that finds oh. that finds Luke and Han. This is Rogue Han. Two. Yeah, this, I found them. I yeah, repeat, exactly. I found them. And I was just like, if Rogue Two was gonna be a part of it, it like it. I just think it's weird. But anyways, yeah. we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, we were talking about what Booby. We're talking about Booby. Yeah, his real name's Bodie, but his name's Booby. So Booby's character arc was awesome because like at the end of it, he was like, you know, he finally decided to like sack up and like do something, and he went from like kind of being bumbling, kind of stumbling following what other people do but like still being a pilot so you could like it was obviously no I completely agree with that and yeah like you end, see the stages the end, of like, everything he was good and then the only thing I didn't like that he did is like how we were talking about this last night is how he said the words this is for you Galen yeah cause it's like I don't I don't necessarily like when they they do stuff like, like they spell it out they could have like 
I don't know. I'm a show don't tell person. Like I would yeah. rather him just like you know be like showing his eyes or something that if he could have he could have acted something out that was close to that instead of just saying this is for you. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, Rogue One. The call sign. No, I'm not done talking about character development. Oh, okay. Character, there, there, are, there, are, development. there are two big issues I have with the movie. One of them is the character development, but I understand how it was hard because with those latter three characters, they do have some, but given the way that they die, I felt like I should have been more emotionally invested. Don't get me wrong. I was I was like, oh, man, they're going to die. But They I mean, certainly like, made it seem like it should have been a big deal when they died. Exactly, yeah. which means that they should have had... I'm not saying, you know, spend 20 minutes with one character and he gives you his whole backstory or something like that. Yeah. But, like, give me just a little bit more. I'm not saying it was bad, but it, given for what this movie did, they should have had more. Okay, I can see where it And then from. my other is how they're, the whole standalone, taking things out of context sort of thing. Because they're, they marketed this as a standalone movie, but in order to understand who Darth Vader is, what the force is and you know like what the empire is, I guess, you have you have yeah. to watch the other Star Wars movies. Like if I brought someone who had yep. never even heard of Star they'd Wars, they would they'd, they'd have be so like, many questions. Who's the guy with the red sword and the black suit yeah. and Why what is, is what's yeah. what the force? And also they never ever talk about lightsabers except for they say Jedi used to power use them for the power of their lightsabers and then the only other time you hear or see of one is when Darth Vader has one in his hand. Yeah. Exactly. It's like you would have no way to connect that in your head if you had never seen it before. Exactly. So, I mean, that will lead us into basically the two the two perspectives I see this movie as. And we'll go into that in a second. But currently, Rogue One. He, Bodhi was just like staring at Jin, looking. And he wasn't like like looking around like trying to think of something. No, he was just looking, looking at directly her. at Jin. Yeah. And she's like, well, come on, let's go. And the way I guess I justify that is he's, he's you know, seeing, you know, this rogue person. That's just been on her own, and she's, you know, like, leaving. She, like, she, like, banded together, like, this group of rebels from Yavin who aren't supposed to be going and are basically, like, going rogue on the whole thing. Like, like the one really rogue person taking, you know, like, a rogue operation elsewhere. That's kind of the way I justify it. Yes. What confuses me is the whole Rogue 2 thing, because now... Because obviously Rogue didn't exist in that universe like as a call sign yeah. until that point, and then people just started using it after that, which is weird to me. That like they, ha I think they have to connect that somehow now instead of I'm having sure, me just sit here because I'm, I'm sure the only one will. that's thought about this. I'm sure they will. Is when he says, "Oh, Rogue too." Like, did the, 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 the Rogue call sign start and end with them, or did it, you know, start with them and then they continued the legacy of like calling people Rogue? Just well, just I for mean, the hell of it. I mean, this is obviously like not canon whatsoever, but there are tons of video games called Rogue Squadron and stuff. Oh yeah. So, but it's you don't, but it's not the Rogue Squadron. Yeah, I I understand that, but what I'm yeah. saying is like the, the term Rogue in the in the Star Wars universe with the Rebels is like. It's been it's been a frequently been used thing. Yeah. Whether it's canon or not, whatever. But it, that that term, that name, is a very popular, at least with like the creators of you know of, of Star, Star Wars, Wars names. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I can see that. It, it'll. I'm sure it'll get explained somewhere down yeah. the road. I'm still with you too. And like, it seems. Like, I think it would have been cooler if he had like thought of it right away instead of just like staring at her. There's like when you said. Uh, when we did like the pre-episode to Rogue One, you're like, it seems like he just kind of like thinks of it and stumbles upon having that name. Yeah, yeah, he kind of says it as a question when he says it. Yeah, in, in the trailers at least. I think it would have been cool if he would have been like, if they're like, "What's your call sign?" He goes, 
Rogue One, and they just like go, you know, like if you would have thought of it, and he's like, for sure, that's it. Instead of like, I think that'd be cheesier if he's just like, yeah, Rogue One. I didn't, but better, I can't, I can't act. But like, you know, like if an actor just did it, like you know, like smirked a little bit, like didn't have to really look around or something, like said it, then kind of looked at Jin. Didn't I don't think it had to be like you know. I don't know. I like the I like I like the way they did it. Yeah, I wasn't. It was okay. If you watch this movie as a Star Wars fan and you like Star Wars, you are going to love this film. Oh yeah, which it's, I think both of us do on a I, fanboy, on a fanboy level. Absolutely, oh, yeah. yeah. Even on a not fanboy level, I I thoroughly enjoy this movie. I, I, I've I, seen it five times. So like, that, what does that say? That's more. I've seen this more than any other. Like any, I've seen this more times than like number of movies I've seen in the theaters in months. <laughs> So true. Probably like I could go the last six months and I've probably seen four movies in theaters just because it's expensive as hell. Yeah. And I've seen this one four times. Yeah. You know, when you see it as a Star Wars fan and you understand all those references that we talked about earlier, you're going to love them. You're going to love yeah. your yeah, experience. Exactly. Hardcore. Because it sets you apart from, you know, the other moviegoers that don't understand or see something like we yes. were nudging each other when uh, Pig Face and Walrus Man <laughs> They ran into but Jin. See, the other thing that they also kind of promised that let me down on the same wavelength of that is that they promised to be a standalone and it could be a place for people to jump into the universe, which kind of I was excited. For, that, I was so excited for other people to jump in at this. Well, but yeah, but why was, would they you would, they be able to like have Easter eggs that other people understand? Because they wouldn't. They can't enjoy it on the same level as everybody else. Well, I mean, if you, that's going to happen no matter what, though. Yeah, but because like, if a Star Wars fan goes to see it, he's still going to enjoy. Odds are, he's going to enjoy it. A lot more. Yes, but he can also, but like his will show more because he could be like, like all of the references will be like a, a point that they'll talk about. Like I think it's really cool. I enjoyed all of the references. Wait, and what do you mean? And stuff, but like that's not something. That's not something they can use for the movie when they're talking about it. You're not following. No. So like if I'm mean like the movie was so great. Did you see it when this happened? And if you're talking with somebody and you're talking about like when. When Darth Vader ignited his lightsaber, and somebody who had never heard about the Star Wars before, they would go, "Oh, that's called a lightsaber." Like they wouldn't be able well, exactly. to like, be in the moment, and, well, that and, it's, and that's it's connected just a to like that's that's connected to like my issue of yeah, of, of, them of, not, of them context not and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, you go to the movies to escape and have fun. Yeah, and it, it succeeded for the most part. Okay, it succeeded very well. I loved it. It's great. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to contain myself. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't know why people are hounding this movie so much. Obviously, okay, no movie's perfect. Yeah. N- name a perfect movie. Guess what? It's not perfect. Like, that's that d- a perfect movie does not exist under any circumstance. You could say, oh, okay, well, Casablanca is like pretty, pretty good. <laughs> okay, it's not perfect because th- that that means that everything has to copy that in order to be that good. Yeah. Or, or you know you understand what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Take a movie for what it is. Yeah, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I saw a Star Wars movie. I loved it. I loved all the. I loved the forced uh, cameos and Easter eggs and uh, the 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 least uh, or the most heinous one. I don't mean in a bad way. Yeah. I just mean like the most forced one. I think was C3PO and R2D2. See, I think it was the very first shot of Bail Organa. Because he pops out and then you and the, hear and the, the force thing, goes to him, too. and then he doesn't say a word and yeah. it cuts away. And I'm just yeah. like, oh, "That's Bail Organa, but he's not doing anything. Yeah. Why did I need to see?" I'm like, "This <laughs> okay, is so forth that, yeah. that that and then C3PO." Yeah, I was gonna say, if we're gonna be so as a Star Wars fan, I love this. I loved all the forced cameos and Easter eggs and everything. I loved them and the ones that even aren't forced. Pun force Star Wars. Use the force. Force be with you. Uh, nitpicking it and picking it apart. Yeah. All the cameos are forced. 
Every single one. Every single one. Yeah. Except, Except for Bail And maybe Mon Mothma? Well, no, because she was central to the plot, basically. She's yeah, not an so Easter egg. She's, yeah, she's okay. like a character in the movie. Yeah, okay. I'd even, I, like, I, I'd say Bail is, skin, you know, he's on the line of being a cameo slash being a, a, like a, a very side He would have been, it wouldn't have been forced if he was just a cameo, I think. If, like, Correct. they didn't give him quite as much to do. Except for just at the very him, end. Yeah. Yeah, if they had just had his last scene type of thing, and he, that was the only time he really talked or influenced the story, I think that would have made it You just kind of see forced. him in the background not talking. Yeah. and then I think somebody somewhere was like, he's got to be in it Yeah. more. And then they did. Yes, yeah, so that's why I I wish he was in it just I, – I, instead of um, – I'm blanking on his name, but uh, the the general that like in, like tells Cassian that he has to. I know kill. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, if He's that was Bail Organa instead, I think that would have been much better because he was a very he, he was a he was a character in the movie. Obviously, I think you could have combined the two characters yeah, in yeah, this yeah. movie and made it and made it just Bail Organa. Th- that's what and I'm it saying. Been much it, more, exactly. That's exactly yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. much more effective of because it, it would have solidified him as like as a character, a side and character. And we also in this care movie. about him, and it would add such another yeah. layer to Bail Organa to be like. You have to kill him. Like you know, like the use is the use of Jimmy Smith's as Bail Organa in this movie was deserving and needed. When your dad is watching the movie, he's like, "Wait, wasn't he in a different one?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh yeah, that that's Bail Organa." Well, who's that? Uh, uh, Prin- Princess Leia's dad. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, so if people notice it, then yeah, I guess it worked. But I think if he, I think you're right, he needed to be more or less. But it seemed just exactly like they were they had they had something for him to do, and then they were like, he should be in like two more scenes. But I can't get over that first shot of him. I, like every time yeah, I watch it, I'm just ridiculous. like, mm, he yeah. doesn't need to be there. Yep. But that's me pulling out the uh, the analyzing, crit- you know, criticizing goggles. Yeah. And then you know, being if just being you know criticizing. Uh, the way they jumped so fast in the beginning, but it was also to speed up and set up the movie. But they jumped from like planet one minute, planet one minute, planet one minute, planet they one. They do minute. a lot of planets. They also sped up uh, Cassian's character arc a lot. Yeah, because he went from I didn't pull the trigger, did I? To we're with you. We're all sorry for what we've done. Yeah, real fast. Yeah, welcome home. Yeah, exactly. It was like it was a little it was a little fast. Yeah. That Which one. And I think that's why people knock on the character development on it a little bit because like you didn't get to see that arc as yeah. much. Yeah. You saw him get like mad at Jin, but you didn't get to see him go through like the stages of, yeah. of grief. I completely agree. Um yeah. but I mean yeah, it's it's kind of a slow build of a movie. As a Star Wars fan, people, I loved it because I, I gathered all the context and all yeah. the information and like trying to put stuff together. I've heard especially like my family thinks that it's really slow, especially in the middle. But that's why I really like that part. Yeah, I like it because it's all story. Yeah, it's, it's all not... story, and then it, and it's such a good build because it may not build – the story might be slow, but, like, the suspense grows and grows and grows and grows, and the odds – or not the odds, the uh, – Stakes. The stakes get higher and higher and higher and higher because at first you're like, okay, she's just going to, like, tell them that you can kill the Death Star by, like, exhaust ports, and then you're like, oh, shit, they're not going to go. Who's going to go? And, oh, she's going to go. And I'm like, oh, she's not going to leave. <laughs> And I thought that was a really good, like, build. Like, it was that's a really good way to, like, make your plot go and, like, make it an interesting story for people that know what's going on. And it was really fun. Yeah. And the space battle was great. Yeah. Like, there were a lot of people in theater that were just like, oh, space battle. Like, I'm not saying it's beating Return of the Jedi, but I'd say they're 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 in a they're in a duking match right it's now. It's definitely close. Yeah. This one definitely had more structure, and you could definitely see how the battle was uh fought and how it changed strategized and strategized yeah. a lot more 
instead of just people being like, oh, there's one behind me, or oh, there's one in front of me. Yeah, it and was, then it's yeah. not like a, like a zoomed out of just a bunch of chaos. Like you follow like it, it, I love how yeah. they like had like a mounted camera on an X wing, and you're flying from like the X wing's perspective. Yeah, and Admiral Radish like had shit to do. Yeah, you know where <laughs> this is Admiral Radish of the Rebellion. Yeah, and then he like told people where to go and what to do, and like was obviously directing the fight. Yeah, as where I mean they had kind of had uh, Admiral Akbar in the same position, but yeah. I think they did a good job of explaining what he was doing in like the he was just the admiral of he was just he he was just the admiral he was just kind of there he wasn't here's a trap yeah he wasn't really giving like instructions or anything but like radish was like call up a hammerhead every day he had and he like told him like you better get through that shield before exactly and like he was like obviously he was an involved guy yeah i want to see more of him yeah fun fact the reason why his skin is blue is because his particular subspecies of mon kala i think it's the monk yeah the mon Mon calamari well that's the planet but the species is mon calamari mon kala yeah, tempera calamari. No, just moncala. Oh, it's calamari tempera. They live on like the southern hemisphere or like the colder and like live in like the darker and deeper colder weather. So their skin has that blue tint, opposed okay. to they're more like tropical oh, that are red cousins that are like that orangish red. Exactly. Yeah, you can learn that from the uh, Rogue One: A Star Wars Story complete visual guide. <laughs> no plugs. It's a great book. Yeah. Do, uh, how far are you in Catalyst now? I'm about Third? halfway. Halfway. Do you think that it's necessary to read Catalyst before seeing Rogue One to like fully get if it? If you're a Star Wars fan, sure. Absolutely. I mean, I'm not saying you have to, but I mean, like, I kind of wish I did. Actually, no. You know, I actually, I'm glad I waited because after I first saw it, I didn't really like Krennic all that much. But I, after reading this and going back and seeing it, I love Krennic as a character. Here's the thing. I am of the same opinion. I really like that I read the book after I watched the movie because it filled in some of the spots that I was missing. Yeah. But I really wish they had put some of, like, the stuff in the book in the movie so I didn't need the book to get some of those points. Yeah. Like, how like Krennic is a freaking badass, super genius. Yeah. And, like, you don't see that in this movie at all. He just seems kind of whiny he's a sociopath for sure i had no idea he was an engineer yeah you know i just thought he was like another one of the guys. A director yeah he's just another one of the dudes you know just hanging out drinking beers but like he was like an actual he was like an engineer manipulating everything and, then, and yeah. like anticipating someone's move exactly. he's like perfect it's all going to play i wish they would have yeah. shown that side of it and i'm like i'm kind of sad that i had to read the book to get that but i'm also really glad that i got it however you also have to look at the movie it's only taking place of over like one or two days or a few days a few days like, I'm not saying that it, they had a lot of time to do it or yeah. that the movie even needed it because obviously it, But it would have been cool didn't. to see it. Yeah, exactly. It yeah. would have been cool to see it. I love that, like, like don't get me wrong, like, I love reading the book, but I'm more intrigued with, like, the political manipulation of Krennic than Galen's moral struggle. <laughs> well, Galen's moral struggle wasn't quite that much in the movie either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He had it, no it, choice. He, he had no choice, and then it was always, like, from the get, he was going. Yeah. Like, you know, he knew what he was doing, and there wasn't any question where what he was going to do. Yeah. I love the symbolism. Krennic is Frankenstein, and the Death Star is Frankenstein's monster, and killed by his own creation. It's quite angelic, quite yes. poetic. Yes, yes. I never, I never, I, I recognized the second part of that. Like he was, like he created it, and it killed him. But I never thought of the Frankenstein yeah. element. But I, yes, I think that's how it goes, right? I think it's Frankenstein after that last <laughs> movie. But yeah. <laughs> What I what I also thought was <laughs> great was how when Tarkin, when he was like you know prepare a single single reactor ignition and it targets and it just goes straight at the tower and misses like the whole complex. It's like 
like they would have all died right away if he would have just gone like well yeah like when you're that far away it's literally one degree yeah exactly <laughs> probably even less than one degree but <laughs> but i think it was just so funny because target or i mean uh krennic just looks up and like the next shot is you just see like the top of the tower being exploded yeah and then like the shot lands way over there in the ocean <laughs> in the crazy we never talked about Jin. do you want to talk about Jin? There's not much to talk about. No, like, we could we, we talk about the uh, story was like the this. That's what the, another thing I like about this movie is that like the story was the focus of it, not necessarily the characters. Yeah, which I really find enjoyable in a lot of movies because not everybody can act that well. Yeah, and then I mean, wait, real quick, we could touch on um, uh, the lack of an opening crawl. I didn't like it. I think they should have had one. What do you think? I am completely indifferent. Really. Like it, it was, it feels missing, obviously, because it's missing. <laughs> it feels like it's not. It feels like there. it's not even there. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. Like it felt like like it wasn't quite a Star Wars movie because it didn't have it. But at the same time, I liked it because this isn't Star Wars Episode three three point nine. No, I, you know, I, I no, I know exactly both sides of where you're coming from. Yeah, and I'm of the strong opinion that like. I wasn't. It started so suddenly and so abruptly that, like, you know, it did like the like the 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 like pan down, but super fast, like jump cut. Of shuttles, yeah, yeah. But no, it was a jump cut to her running, wasn't it? No, it started in space. It did. It did keep that alive. Yeah. Yeah, I think it would have. I don't think it would have made the movie better or worse with the crawl, but it would have increased my enjoyment. Yeah, I'm. I am completely indifferent. However, I did hate the title. Uh, title screen, I guess, when it had Rogue One, just the cheesy, bold, yellow Rogue One. Yeah. I saw that and like, you're not even gonna do like the transparent, like you know, like just like yeah. a gold outline, and then gold yeah. outline, or even like how those ones have the gradient coming out, yeah, like something. Yeah, but I mean, I, I am 100% indifferent about the crawl. The crawl. Okay. Yeah. You got anything else? I'm good. All right, guys. Uh, it may have been a minute since we have posted a video and it may have been a few weeks since Rogue One came out but actually I liked doing waiting longer because it allowed it yeah, to really marinate it allowed some space and time in between me and uh, me and it yeah cause if we did this the day after it came out uh, this was the best Star Wars movie ever it's better than Empire Strikes Back so much better yeah um, they had so much balls. They killed everybody. It yeah. was so good. You tell me another balls do you think like yeah it would have been bad yeah so I kind of like that maybe we should <laughs> wait like you know like a month. Yeah, it's, it's literally been a, been a month. It's been a month, <laughs> but a couple of viewings and time. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you've made it all the way to the end, we applaud you and thank you. Uh, be sure to post uh, or comment your thoughts. You know what you liked, what you didn't like, what you know, what do you think of our show, etc., etc., etc. We also have a Twitter at the Geek Pack Show. Is it the Geek Pack Show or just Geek Pack Show? Uh, One of the two. It'll be on the screen. I think it's. I think it's Geek Pack Show. I think it's just Geek Pack Show. Yeah. Yeah, and we also have personal handles. We do, but uh, iTunes. Oh, we have well, podcasts. yeah. This will probably be on it. Yeah, I'll put it on we'll there. Just throw it on there. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, you can find me at underscore get off me on Twitter, at get off me on Instagram. And you can find me uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Jared Catalano. That's it. Just at Jared Catalano. Um, thanks for bearing with us, guys. Have a good one. Adios. Heck of fun, dude. Yeah.